Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, one o'clock hour here on a Tuesday. It is Cody and Gold. We'll be joined by Nate Taylor from the Athletic Institute in just a couple of minutes. Plenty to talk about with him. Looking forward to seeing him in studio. We'll, of course, get back into... What's trending? And if you missed it earlier, with Vinny Pasquantino uh, overseas in Italy, he got one of his teammates to become our NFL insider for a couple of weeks. So Michael Massey of the Kansas City Royals called into the show earlier today. Very prepared. Got a lot of thoughts on the NFL. And so uh, you'll hear that conversation again coming up in about 35 minutes. And uh, we will have that for the next couple of weeks until Vinny Pasquantino is back from his trip over in Italy. Meanwhile, quick update on No Shave November. I'm looking over at Cody. Um, it's not going great. Uh, it's, uh, the, it's the chin. It's the chin. Is what it's it all is. of it. It's what do you mean chin. it's the chin? It's, it's all of it. And it's patchy. Nick, you look good, man. Can I shave it? Can I get out? No. No, I'm I, not I, shaving. I do Italy. think. Go I'm going to shave. I do think at one point we're going to become so uncomfortable with Cody's inability to grow facial hair that will demand I, that he I shave. Mean, I, I Honestly, you just do it now. Demand that I shave it so I, mean, I can get rid of this. Okay, you I, have to find somebody else to fill in for you. So if you're going to tap no, no, out, no, you have no, to find no, someone no. else oh, okay. to do it. That's sure. not, no, that's not fair yeah, at that all. Sounds it's like nice. getting your shift covered. I don't like it. I mean, I, I still sh- like I shave the neck, though, to clean it up a little bit. But that's it. Like, Cody's is, I, I think, a, a week away from disgusting me more than that egg salad sandwich in the fridge. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nate Taylor from The Athletic is in studio now. Do you like egg salad, Nate? God, no. Okay, <laughs> so how much would it take you to eat an egg salad sandwich out of that thing? Show him the photo of it, though, so he needs to know what this thing looks like. It's I, don't not even, ch- I don't even want to know what it looks like. No. Like, eggs. $500? Eggs are meant to be morning Hard-boiled routine. eggs, maybe? Sure. Yeah. That's fine. Deviled eggs. That's about as far as I'm willing to go. Egg sandwich? <laughs> That's not a breakfast one? No. Yikes. No. Um, it's in a plastic pack. $500? You're too good for 500 bucks? I mean, I guess I'll stomach through it, but... You wouldn't like it. I, of course not. By the way, um, I know this isn't a visual medium, but... Cody's attempt is <laughs> not an attempt. I don't. We we all said we do it as a show. No, it is an attempt. I it's did, an attempt. If I if you, you give me the out right now, look, I don't want to be attempting. This is if this, you will let me shave it tonight. I will happily shave my face. This is the exact. <laughs> that's it. I'm shaving my face. I'm out of this visual representation as to why I choose not to do this. Pete Tweeney says he'll grow his out for me, so can he... Uh, Pete, can, we know Pete can grow one, though, and he already has kind of a beard going, right. so that's not fair. What if he greases just a mustache? So it's, like, different than his normal I saw that no. during camp as well. Yeah, oh, we saw no. that during training camp. 
No, but like full mustache. Last time you he had got, like a little bit of stubble. Cody's just got <laughs> some it's patches going here. Not great, dude. It's awful. <laughs> not trying. To, what's your wife think of this? I don't know. She had. I mean, she's. I don't think she's she like. Wow, you. cool beard. But no, she's. <laughs> she, yeah, she loves, loves you. So she's just gonna deal with it. This is this is. But Real honestly, test of love right now. Honestly, Holly's like, why don't you? You know, why don't you like give it a try? And I'm like, I'll get back to you in ten years. When have you ever like, like no. in your life have you ever been able to? No, it's and it's, you'd look cool with a mustache. It, 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 <laughs> I've done. The, I did the mustache. <laughs> you'd look cool. It's such a mu- weird thing to say. <laughs> I did the mustache when I was younger, and then it was like, you know, is that goatee gonna come? Like, where's the goat? Where's the? We can't connect this. Like, let's <laughs> let's stop. So, um, I'm sure there is products that I have not invested time or research in or money to sort of even out but it looks like i'm slightly um unhinged <laughs> if i grow off my, my would it be better hair. than mine though yes i can answer that for you yes. <laughs> i already know it would be better it would I'm, just it would be I'm, I'm, can it be a, worse as a no. friend sure <laughs> text line wants a photo at some point here maybe at the end of the week I'm going to shave, like, in two days. I'm just, I'm You're out. Just you can't up. do that. No yes, shit. I can. You, you can't, can't stop me. up on men's prostates. What are you going to do? Sue me? What if I just donate enough money? It's not about the money. It's about sacrificing. Donate 500 bucks and you can shave. $500? Okay, hey, hey. You shave. Egg salad. You hey, eat the egg salad yeah. sandwich. Go eat it right now and you can shave. That's right, Nick. Those are my choices. That's it. Go yep. do it right now. Go get it right now and eat it, and then you can do whatever you want. It's Agreed. On. I'm I'm on board with that. <laughs> and the look on his face right now. So uh, I either can put something disgusting <laughs> in my mouth, or I can look disgusting. Yeah, either it's either something gross in your stomach or gross on your face. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, uh, Nate Taylor from the Athletic is uh, is in studio. Uh, we were talking earlier, though. Oh it seems like when the even though the Chiefs won, whenever we ever have a game where we discuss the offense struggling a little bit. It seems like we can dumb it down to the offensive line. Is that fair? Is that accurate to you? Because I think it's the running game, but with that, it's also the offensive line. I mean, when they control the line of scrimmage, we're sitting here saying, man, this offense is clicking. They look like it's easy. And then when the offensive line has struggled, they can't run the ball, and it just causes all kinds of problems for them. I love this. I love this entire idea and topic. Um, It is easier to be like, based on what the TV angle gives me, a lot of pressure. Part of that, though, is because there have been teams this year. Um, you know, the Bills, to some extent, uh, the Colts, to a surprising extent, and now I think the third team who's done it pretty successfully is the Titans, where they can play man coverage and get away with it. Now, the Raiders started in man coverage, and then the Chiefs, Actually got Figured better. It as, out. Yeah, actually got better as the game moved along. Like guys like you know Marquez Valdez Scantling got open. Uh, McCole Hartman. That was the first true signs of like, hey, maybe he's getting back to being more healthy after the heel injury. He had a couple nice routes against the Raiders. Man, the reason he's scrambling on third and seventeen, no one's open. Like, but it's and, easy to cover on third and seventeen because of the offensive line penalties. In my is my argument. Mm, they stop holding people. Maybe they wouldn't be in third and seventeen. True. But the reason they were in third and 17 is because he got sacked. Because yeah. no one was open. No one was open. <laughs> so this is, this is why football is so 
enjoyable to me is because sometimes it is very simple answers, right? It is this. The offensive line stinks. Or it is this. We don't have a great receiver. Sometimes, though, it is a mixture of things. Um, Isn't it hard to argue they don't have good receivers when they got a guy on pace for 1,400, 1,200, and 800 yards? I mean, those are their top three receivers right now. He's on pace to set a yardage record in the NFL. True. And also, for whatever reason, the Titans, I'm going to just name some guys. I mean, their biggest name is Kevin Byer. I mean, Roger McCreary. Uh, I mean, they had Lonnie Johnson out there. Yeah. Christian Fulton. He got cut by the Chiefs, didn't he, Lonnie Johnson? Yes, he did. Terrence Mitchell. Another I, former Chief. I mean, they just had guys. They had a bunch of guys there. the Chiefs didn't even want. And they, like, pretty much lined up or, like, you okay. know, some of it is based on film. Hey, we get this certain formation, the certain personnel. We kind of have an idea what they're running, so we are able to stay with them. Um, Could the Titans' ability to stay with them had something to do with the fact that they were that one-dimensional, though? I mean, we all know that coverage is easier if you're not pretending like anyone's ever running the ball. And and, and this is the gold point. So I I just want to name some guys. Again, Jeffrey Simmons, really good, star player. Anybody ever heard of Demarcus Walker? I, I'm no. literally pulling <laughs> you out. You cover the, the NFL for a living. I, I do. I'm pulling out. I know it's again not visual. <laughs> like the card they give us before every game that says, you know, their their nose tackle is tear tart. Uh, Kevin Strong. Anybody? anybody it's like, a generic name. Like Bud Dupree. I kind of heard yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I didn't think I, I don't think I'd ever put eyes on David Long Jr. He's really good. So from a run defense, it's like, well, man, like maybe not everybody in the country understands Derek Naughty or Colin Saunders or Mike sure. Dana. But they just better at stopping the run. They're really good at it. And I think the issue with the Chiefs is um they try to like do a variety of things. And then when they find something that works in the run game, ah, there it is. Jet sweeps. Oh, there it is. Counters. Oh, wow. Stretch plays. Couldn't find a single one that worked. Even the trusted, reliable, let me spin the opposite direction of the fullback. Is it? They had to motion. By the way, they had to motion. This is how you know it was bad. They had to motion Clyde Edwards from a Slot position to get that fourth down to the fullback position to get to, him closer to then get one yard, and it was mostly because Andrew Wiley was successful in the blocking scheme. But to you have to have eye candy just to get a yard, which is not great when like Tennessee has one of the better interior defensive lines. Jacksonville also uh, stops the run pretty mm-hmm. effectively, so I don't know if we're expecting another ugly one on Sunday. I just something tells me you won't throw the ball sixty-eight times if that's what you're saying. Nor I feel, should, I, nor I feel... should you. <laughs> yes, good. Like that was the most Andy Reid abandoned the run game of all oh. Andy Reid abandoned. Like he just stopped. He said, "He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. We're just gonna throw it seventy times. I don't care." And it's weird because you could do that because you knew the other side of the ball was gonna was gonna run. Like you knew they were doing the exact opposite. Yeah, they were not going to throw. Yeah, so it's like, well, normally you wouldn't want to do that because your defense could be right back on the field, you know, if you're passing that much, or obviously they don't get the normal rhythm in the game. But when you know the other team's going to run the ball twice, it's like, well, the defense will get, they'll get a few, they'll get, they'll get a breather. It won't be like, um, and you gotta, you gotta keep it a little bit balanced because then all of a sudden your defense is playing ninety snaps. That that's what happened with the Titans. Interestingly enough.
Nate Taylor from The Athletic in studio with us. Of course, you hear him on the Nate Taylor Show Monday nights right here on 610 Sports Radio as well. I felt like it was essentially rookie debut 2.0 for Trent McDuffie since he played so little against the Cardinals. But how much can we take? Because what you just said, which he, hasn't, that, he hasn't allowed a single catch, <laughs> which is that they threw the ball a handful of times again. And it was Malik Willis and it was Robert Woods and Austin you know? Hooper so, in one-on-one. Yeah. Ah. So, like, so I guess the alternative is he didn't get torched by nobody. So right. that's nice. Right. But we still don't have our answer really yet on McDuffie, right? Yes. I think the answer on McDuffie will come in one, two, You don't think this weekend three. though with, with Christian Kirk who's playing well? No. Four <laughs> weeks. Look on Nate Taylor's face guys, by the way, that no. he just gave me when I said Christian Kirk, somebody got to get them yards, <laughs> man. <laughs> No. Um, so Chargers, if if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are healthy, well, we know Mike Williams won't be back, but yeah, that's why I'm saying four four games from now or the fourth game will be Cincinnati. We the assumption yeah. is maybe Jamar Chase will be back, which would, make- which would be the which would be the biggest thing that like I was a little bit hesitant of when they drive the treatment. W was like size the 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 James Boyd T Higgins Jamar Tate Chase lineup eesh, like. You know, there, there's just there's just a height disparity. There's nothing Trip McDuffie can do other than like you know, you know, get that vertical up. But um, but no, I think for Trent McDuffie, it's really good that like he got to play a full game, obviously, and that he looked to be in form. He didn't look um, out of rhythm. He was assignment sound. You know, it's one of the harder things for corners when you're like first down, they're gonna run. Second down, they're going to run. Like, you don't want to, like, lose your concentration. And then, you know, that's basically what Tennessee was doing was, like, will he mess up one time? Will, you know, LeJarrius Snee mess up one time? Obviously, um, you know, because I think he lost a step. Jalen Watson had his, you know, sort of, you know, injury in the middle of the game. Um, But Trent didn't lose a step, kept his eyes up. You know, I think the best thing he did was locate the football, which has always been, like, a Chiefs DB Chiefs cornerback oh, issue is like, can you turn your head around? He actually can. That's why he's a first round pick, guys, because he can turn his head around and stay attached to the receiver's hip. But um, but no, I mean, you just want to see consistency. And look, uh, no holding penalties, right? Um, you know, forever I would hear from Carrington about like, when will Rashad fit and stop holding? And I'm like, Holmes is asking that same thing at training camp. <laughs> that did happen. Yes. <laughs> He's no longer on the team. And this and this group of cornerbacks has not at least yet been been flagged a ton for holding. So as long as you locate the ball, you're in position, and you don't hold, um, that's what I think Chiefs fans should ask for from Trent McDuffie. And then the real test will come, I think, against Cincinnati, uh, which might be the best indicator outside of maybe Seattle, interestingly enough, before the place, you know, before they get to the postseason. Where are we? Like, I asked Gold this on Monday, too, a little bit. Because the defense, obviously, was a big key factor. The single biggest reason why they won the game was the fact that they just kept giving the ball back to the Chiefs enough times that eventually they would cash through. Mm Because it was seven consecutive drives without a score, which is a record under Mahomes that ties his worst ever stretch. So that's not common anyway. But defensively, I... For the first time in years, I actually do think they'll get better as the season goes on. There's other times when they looked... Like they were playing better for a while, but then their same problems crept up. I don't know if that's really the problem for this defense. They're so young, Nate, that it's hard not to imagine that whatever version we get by week 17 is going to be better than week four's. Yeah, and it's 
it's wild because, you know, right now in DVOA, they are 23rd in defense. And I look at it based on the eye test, and I'm like, that doesn't totally add up. Right. Now, I think some of that Scoring is, 43 times is going to hurt you. Yeah. Your defense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was going to get to that. Like, you know, being in blowouts, you're more comfortable giving up yardage and, like, letting teams sort of matriculate down the field. Um, and I know, like, part of me is like, can I even take into account the pass rushing stats? Because outside of Chris Jones, like, they've just been somewhat inconsistent and they've been blitz heavy or blitz dependent, I should say. It's probably a better way of seeing it. So they are a hard team to evaluate on that side of the ball. But the benefit is they can't get worse because they're so young and they're only going to get better by experience. And I think that was the front office's message to the coaching staff. Like, you know, we trust you guys enough from a coaching ability that all they should be doing is getting better. All they should be doing is understanding what teams are trying to do to attack them. Um, And – you know, it, it really comes down to Willie Gay. Can he just stay on the field the entire season, which he's never done before? This is his third year, obviously. You know, Nick Bolton, can he continue to be a tackling machine? We obviously I think we're talk, good there. We talked about the young cornerbacks. Can they hold up and be in position to make plays? And then, you know, Frank Clark will come off the suspension following Sunday's game against Jacksonville Jaguars. What's the best word to describe this pass rush? Inconsistent? Yeah, excluding Chris Jones from the equation. Because there have been times where it looks actually good. You know, like Carlos Dunlap, he popped. I was going to say, he was fantastic. In Sunday night's game, but that was the first time, I think, in about three to four weeks where you could say that. So so I don't know, like, I think I'm hedging this, where it's like there are ways to feel like maybe this could be a top 15 defense based on DVOA when we get to the end of the season. But also some of that is just going to be dependent on like, can the pass rush get more, more impactful once Frank Clark comes back and you don't see any, any other major injuries or suspensions coming forth. That's what I was going to ask about is Frank Clark. It, we, we know he's got another game on, on the suspension. Was that just Dunlap having one of those games to, to your point about being inconsistent or wait with Frank Clark out Dunlap snap count was going up. You know, yes. I mean, who else? You right. know, you have other guys rotate in, but his snap count was going up, and so he got more action. Do you think there's something there where it's, hey, Frank Clark, do, do they do they need to work in Carlos Dunlap more, or was that just one of those games where it just set up that way, and 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 he was able to to be as effective? I think they should. What sort of, um, what sort of throws a monkey wrench into this is Mike Dana. Like, will Dana be on the field quite a bit? Now, one of the things I think that is. Uh, to their benefit with Mike Dana being in, it's that he can actually rotate inside on third downs. So that's been uh, pretty good. You know, I think the emergence of Colin Saunders. Yeah. Like, can you see that? I thought that guy was going to get cut at camp. We he's all had did. a really good. And, and yeah. He sort of, you know, trend upward. And, and you know, my guy Seth Kaiser's written about him in his newsletter, uh, the chief of the North on Substack. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I value what Dunlap brings. If he could just, continue to be the player that he was on Sunday night, which was really smart, understanding the exact reasons as to why, you know, he looked like he had a pass rushing plan. Um, and obviously you need that based on snaps and reps and understanding what the other team's trying to do and obviously getting into a rhythm. But, yeah, I, I would probably lean more on Dunlap than Dana 
But obviously, I understand that Dane has been in the system longer, and he has more versatility to him. The length and just the ability to to just have long arms, to to shoestring a guy or to get just enough of the quarterback in your in your grasp is really interesting. Um, You're talking about like a Chiefs defensive coach. They love they big, love long lines. defensive lines. But that's what helped in the in the in the sacks in the second half was that Malik is slippery and he's getting a you know he's he's he has obviously the athletic ability to get away, but Dunlap got him based on just having long arms and staying you know relentless and having you know determination and tenacity. So I would I personally would probably lean more Dunlap. But I understand if he goes back to his normal pitch count when Frank Clark returns from suspension. What's your best guess on what happens with Josh Allen? That's not a common in- injury for a quarterback. Thankfully, he's you can young. see how it happened. Yep. I don't. To me, it's like they're trying to downplay it so much that I'm like, I don't know. You got the whole story here. You sure you want to downplay it? Because Josh Allen's like, I my elbow hurts, I'll play. And the coach is kind of making it sound like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if all of a sudden this is just going to be like he plays funky for a month because his elbow hurts or if he's going to be gone for four, six, eight weeks. Cause that'll change the entire AFC. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. And quietly now, you know, Baltimore, they could, they could figure some things out. They could, they could make this real interesting. Um, the good thing is, is that he's young. The problem is they passed the ball a ton. And I don't look at them as like a balanced offense. They aren't. They're similar to the Chiefs in the last game. They yeah. don't run it very well. They have like early in the year they had efficiency and statistical numbers that were super duper and just the eye test super duper reminding me of like Chiefs twenty eighteen offense. The only problem is they didn't have a Kareem Hunt like yeah. player who could just make things so easy or so complicated for a defense, particularly in the middle of the field. Um Obviously, they traded for um, Hines, and and that's more for third pass down, catching pass guy. catching yeah. ability. It's their Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, I. Hey, Devin Singletary, time to time to time to earn it a little bit more. Because one way to protect a quarterback, and this is why I think McVay gets a lot of credit, is even with Matthew Stafford having his own elbow injury, he's been able to guide them through the season. Now, problem is, ain't nobody getting open downfield. Um, but you don't want to expose Josh Allen to 45, 50 dropbacks. So you're going to have to be more scaled and deliberate and use play action to your advantage, even if it doesn't work all the time, just to show it a ton, uh, which is why it gets me to McVay. McVay will just do play action just because that's a principle. That's a thing that, like, I want to show. We do that. Because we could run the ball even though we can't run the ball. We still have to do it to make – the defense obviously be aware of it and, and have some semblance of balance. My, If I was in the coaching room, if I was talking to them, and obviously if we have a better understanding of the severity of the injury, I would say screens, quick passes, less deep shots, and try to be more balanced. Because that defense is good enough for you to play that way, right? Um, yeah, win some ugly ones. So that's, that's just what it's going to have to be and see if you can manage that injury over the course of time. But having him drop back... 50, 60 times? Nah, but That's why I'm wondering if if they would, again, none of us know the severity of really what's going on with his elbow, right. but but they have three divisional games after the next three. So they play the the Vikings, which is a big game. The Vikings are 7-1, and one, and then they get the Browns, and then they get the Lions. And if Case Keenum had to play two of those three, or what, you're not, those aren't automatic losses when right. it's the Browns and the Lions there. Right. They're definitely losable now if, that, if, if Allen's out. But then you get the Patriots, 
the Jets who already beat you, and then the Dolphins. Like, my goal if I'm the Bills is, hey, if we have to sit Allen for a week or two, fine. We got to make sure we, we still take care of business in these divisional games. Yeah, and you have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs so far. Um, so there is that. But, you know, they feel a sense of urgency just because they never want to play another playoff game in Arrowhead. Right. And I totally right. understand that. It makes it's logical sense. You have to tell Josh, and Josh has had issues with this his entire career. He loves to push it. He loves to run. He loves to he loves to invite contact. And all of a sudden now you gotta tell him, can you be paid Manny for a couple weeks, dog? Like if there's a check to be made, make the check. I don't care. Like if it's the second quarter, we don't have to go, you know, full time. We only have fifteen points a game. It's fine. Yeah. Like you're you're like I would just be in his head constantly about, like, think long-term. Like, we're trying to get you to January. Like, we have a Super Bowl-caliber team. Like, trust the guys around you. Make smart decisions. You know, we're going to take some of that, like, quarterback, read option stuff, you know, direct runs out of the playbook right now. We're going to put them on the shelf. But just please be smart. And if the pressure's there, like, it's okay to eat the football. It's one of the things that I valued most out of Alex Smith in, like, that – 2016 2017 stretch was that he would eat the football and then guess what you get another play what you don't want to do is do a zach wilson impression which he did in the last game yeah and they lost so there's all these reasons to sort of talk the player through and just be like try to make smart decisions like you know little by little and like hey let's be a little bit more balanced and look based on our personnel you can check into runs so start checking into him because your elbow might not be 100%. Real quick, uh, your guy Chris Ballard there in Indianapolis. So his head, coach is, out, his head coach is out the door. Uh, Jeff Saturday, ESPN analyst, now the interim head coach. They just named a 30-year-old offensive assistant as the play caller. He better, he better. Madden this bad boy. I'm, That's what I I'm saying. Like, all of it. Hey, fellas, there's no better time to throw the entire playbook than Sunday against the Raiders. No better chance. And look. That's an opponent that has some issues in its own. Well, Jeff Saturday even tweeted out, as an, they look horrible. So do the Colts, though. That's the problem. Hey, young man, you're a 30-year-old coach. Time to make a name for yourself, okay? Seriously. Like, let's get creative I'd be running it. double reverse yeah, flicker nonsense. Like, doesn't matter. I'd be, I'd be pulling out like, the bag of tricks. Let's oh, I, go. Is anybody, what are the odds that a flea flicker is run in that let's game? Do it's it. definitely right. Like if I can get odds on that, I'm betting there's a flea flicker that is run in the Colts Raiders game. on Run Sunday. a hook and ladder. Who cares? <laughs> it's Sam Ellinger. We know. Fumble Ruski. Doesn't matter. He's not good. So yeah, man, get creative with it. Um, Chris Ballard. Is he oh. going to make it? I know Ursay just said he's going to make it to next year, but he literally just said two weeks ago he wasn't going to fire his head coach. So I would tell my agent right now, start calling. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't like. See, the Chiefs have got a director of player personnel. Come whatever. on, Doesn't now. Matter, you know. Come on, now. Can I get with Nick Sirianni in Should Philly? Washington's yeah. GM. They could use some help there. Get a new owner in there, suddenly it's not so bad. It would be contingent on my arrival. Right, right. So, but yeah, like for Chris Ballard, it's terrible. Um, man, they told you who to start at quarterback. He told you who going to be the interim, who was not a part of the staff. And he told you, get this dude off my team. Yeah, they're skipping you. When, when like, you told him he going to be on our team and Carson Wentz, like, no, get him off my team. Well, do you understand how hard it is to make a deal now? Because, <laughs> like. I need a great 
with that deal. He did bad trading for him, but he did great with Do the deal getting him out. Is there any chance? But he makes would... the job hard. Yeah. He makes the job so hard. And and I think, you know, for Chris Ballard. Meddling owners do. And this ain't even Jerry Jones meddling. No, 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 no. Dang. But he's probably in the top five, man. It's maybe not Jones, and it might not be what's happening in Washington, mm-hmm. but he's up there. You hear from Jimmy Ursay a lot more than you hear from any other he owner. Heater right now as an NFL owner. Oh, keep the microphones next to Jim Ursay. Do you think there's any chance that we're sitting two and a half months from now and we're saying, man, you know what? Je- Jeff Saturday, this whole, you know, he's just being a leader. He's relying on his coaching staff. If this thing works. And because we were saying, and the NBA is way different, yes. but the NBA hires coaches that are, don't have NBA Anything. experience yes. all the time. Alex, yeah. like, been near a basketball court, they might hire you. They're in the AFC South. Like, just try. Like, who knows? Yeah. How long? I mean, I should look up this schedule. I haven't done it yet. But, like, just try. Just be creative. I know the Rooney rule is going to come into effect. <sighs> With that being said, who's the 30-year-old name? What's his, what's his name again? I don't even know. Franks? Oh, boy. I don't want to be held responsible for that. I think All it, I'm saying it is. Franks? Franks. All, all Franks. I'm saying is you got Reggie Wayne on the staff. <laughs> Yeah. You got, you like, just. John Fox and let's Gus get, Bradley. Let's get like a little bit healthy. Like, Jonathan Taylor, like, let's let's strap up the ankle, my guy. Uh, <laughs> Campbell, like, let's just go. Like, their offensive line is atrocious. So let's just muck it up. Let's get creative with it. Like, there are always solutions. And for Jeff Saturday, like, get your Ted Lasso on. That's why <laughs> they called you. Like, lean into it, and who knows? But I, was, I was close. His name is Parks Frazier. Parks Frazier. Right Parks now. Parks Frazier. Right now. That's a made-up name. You are, in in essence, an offensive coordinator at 30. Get your Mike McDaniels on, my dog. Like, let's, like, let's figure it out. Like, I'm just so fascinated because they can win Saturday. Yeah. They really could. Or Sunday, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could win Sunday. And who knows? But, like, do it not for Jim Irsay. By the way, this is this is lining up really well with season one of Ted Lasso because, like, is Jim Irsay, like, is Jim Irsay, like, blowing this to the ground? Maybe. Like, it's plausible. Not out of question. Like, interior motives. Check. So, go one of two ways. You could be a, you could be the number two pick, and that's fine. But all y'all gonna get, all y'all gonna need new jobs anyway, because if they got the number two pick, Jeff Saturday's not gonna be the coach. You're not gonna be there. This is it, man. Show the league what you got. Show the league how you can coach them up. I just love the opportunity because it is so absurd that they're being asked to do this. Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Of course, check out his work there. And also you can hear him on Monday nights, the Nate Taylor Show right here on 610 Sports Radio. Always good to have you in studio. Appreciate it, man. We'll get to what's trending. And our conversation earlier with our NFL insider from the Kansas City Royals, Michael Massey. This is Cody and Gold. Alex, you and I both get to guess what type of cereal Cody ate. See, he's got he's got kids, so this could be. Okay, but you're not eating fruity pebbles, are you? He might be. Because I was gonna guess fiber one. Fiber one. Raisin Bran. How old do you think I am? Raisin Bran. You know how old I think you are. Go to hell. Brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Thanks again to Nate Taylor from The Athletic for joining us in the studio. Of course, the drive with CDOT coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, yesterday, surprisingly, we had our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, call in right before he made his trip over to Italy, and he promised us a member of the Royals, teammate of his, to call in and take his place. So earlier today, Michael Massey, who's a huge Chicago sports fan, uh, called into the show, and we started talking to Michael and whether or not uh, he owes Vinny Pasquantino or if, my, if Vinny Pasquantino owes him anything for filling in on our show. No, no, this is this is just what I do, guys. I, I come in, and I'm like Vinny's secretary, so when he's out of town, I fill <laughs> in, and I can't promise I'm going to be as funny, but I, I think my uh, my insight might be a little more accurate, and uh, Ooh. I won't have to lie about the Jets like he does. <laughs> let's, let's start with your team, though, that you are very, very familiar with, the Chicago Bears. I know the Bears lost over the weekend, but still – Justin Fields looking a little bit more like a guy you guys can build around. You you know, you wouldn't think they lost. I actually, I think in, in Nick's text, he said, congrats on the win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like in Chicago nowadays. It's uh, we've gotten so bad that, that when you have a quarterback who actually performs well, they're Chicago fans are so hungry for a, uh, for a quarterback. It's been so long and, um, you know, I was told that it's encouraged for me to say that Mitch Trubisky was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, so I will throw that in there. But no, he, he uh, you know, Fields is, is really starting to look like the real deal. And 
um, it's cool that they're they're going out. You know, Ryan uh, Ryan Poles is going out and uh, and getting Chase Claypool, and he's he's kind of getting some draft picks back, and uh, you know they, they're dumping some cap space. So they yeah, they have an exciting future coming up here. We always got to look for the common denominator. This is what really works. Ryan Poles worked for the Kansas City Chiefs. They got a third round pick that they then traded for Kadarius Tony. So it's like, you know, these two teams can work together. You can do what Vinny does. Support the Bears, but also slowly morph yourself into a little bit of a Chiefs fan. That way you still have Mahomes to cheer for. Exactly. And the Chiefs helped me bridge the gap because uh, we haven't won much in Chicago. So at least I can root for a winning team while the other team's developing. And then hopefully the Bears, hopefully we'll have a dilemma on our hands in a couple of years where it's the, the Bears and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Is there some excitement in Chicago, not just around Justin Fields, but seeing what's going on with the Green Bay Packers? I understand the Vikings are doing well this year, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are a complete mess, and especially after his comments last year where he's telling the fans that he owns you guys. Uh, yeah, that has to feel good seeing Rodgers struggle right now. It, it certainly does. I don't think you're going to find a spot on earth that uh, dislikes Aaron Rodgers more than Chicago fans, but at the same time, I also do recognize that Aaron Rodgers has owned the Chicago Bears over about the last 10 years. And, and I honestly, I cannot remember uh, maybe that 2018 season. I think Trubisky snuck a win from Rodgers when they won the division. But other than that, I, I can't think of the last time that the Bears actually beat the Packers, especially in Lambeau Field. I, I mean, it's got to be a streak of like 15 games at Lambeau. That not only have they lost, they've just been completely smoked. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm excited for the Bears. I'm excited that they're actually starting to go, you know, they're throwing the ball and we actually have an NFL looking offense. Uh, you know, for so long, I think the Bears franchise has tried to live on the, the 1985. We're going to run the ball and, and play defense. And then somehow bear weather is going to kick in in December and they're going to be unbeatable in Chicago <laughs> as if nobody in the NFL has ever played in cold weather before, even though half of our guys are from the SEC. But um no, it is cool to, to, to see the Bears uh, on the upswing, hopefully. Who do you think is more likely to fix it this year, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Because as of right now, I know Rod- Brady's actually coming off a win. But generally on the season, those have been two of the most disappointing teams in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to put my money on Tom Brady. Um, I just I think not only uh, is he, is he an unbelievable leader, but just the, the amount of talent he's got around him I think is, is a little bit better than uh, than Rogers, I thought I saw something yesterday where Rogers is making like fifty nine million dollars this year, and I thought I saw the cap in the NFL is like two hundred and eight million. Um, so I find it hilarious that Rogers always gets on his teammates about like you know he or the GM about he doesn't have enough talent around him, and it's like he's taking up a quarter right. of their <laughs> salary cap. And oh by the way, like they didn't resign Adams because he wasn't sure he was even coming back to the Packers. So Adams was like, okay, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to head to, you know, for agency or whatever. And I just, I think it's interesting that Rogers complains about his surrounding cast when he's a big reason as to why there is no surrounding cast. We're talking to Michael Massey. He's our NFL insider the next couple of weeks, filling in for his teammate, Vinny Pasquantino uh, of the Kansas City Royals. Jeff Saturday, though, gets hired to be the interim head coach in Indianapolis. Right when we had Vinny on yesterday was when the Frank Wright news uh, was coming out. Uh, you, you've been around sports your whole life and experience managing or experience coaching in this circumstance. How much does that matter to you? Or is it just, hey, can this guy lead this team? Yeah, that, that was uh, certainly a, a shocking hire. And I, I'll be honest, the only thing I know about the Indianapolis Colts is that I drafted Jonathan Taylor first overall. Oh, oh, no, that was you? No. Vinny told us someone took Taylor first. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and well, actually, it was an auction league with uh, some of the guys in AAA. And so I spent about half of my salary on Jonathan Taylor. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that one hasn't turned out. So to, to say that I'm upset that, you know, ma- you know management is changing there, I'm not. <laughs> because Taylor's getting about 10 carries a game for me. So when he is on the field, uh, but no, I, I think, uh, you know, I think that manager position is just, uh, in my opinion, it's like a, it's a therapist for, you know, in baseball, 26 guys and in football, you know, 53 guys, it's, can you get the best? Um, it's not necessarily what you know about the game. It's more like, can you get the best out of each guy every day? Um, you know, those guys are in the NFL. They, they have a pretty good grip, I think on, on what to do and how to play the game. And, it's just can you can you take stuff they're dealing with from the outside world and get them focused on on playing on Sundays or you know like I said baseball playing every night so um, you know I just from watching him on ESPN he seems like a funny dude it seems like he's got a ton of energy so um, you know that'll he's got a bunch of guys around him I think that are going to help him with the, with the coaching side of it so that'll be a uh, really interesting uh, week coming up here I, I picked up the Colts defense in my fantasy league because I think they're going to play some inspired football. Well, I mean, I do like that Jeff Saturday sent out a tweet that said the Raiders look horrible and now has to coach against them in the same week because they also do look horrible, and Saturday was not wrong. We're going to get to some of the other stuff, too, around the NFL with you here over the next, but Josh Allen, that's maybe the biggest story right in the NFL that he might have, and we feel like as a baseball player, you've got some insight to UCL injuries as they happen in baseball all the time. Does it just not matter in football? Because I'm trying to do some research, and it seems like there are very few cases of quarterbacks having Tommy John or having UCL injuries that last for long periods of time. Well, even if he does, I'm sure he'll play next week and throw five touchdowns and, and run for 150 <laughs> yards. And I, I was watching Get Up this morning studying for uh, for my interview here, and uh, someone was saying that the play after he hurt his elbow apparently he actually rolled out to the left and then threw the longest pass in NFL history on the very next play. So uh, if that doesn't sum up Josh Allen for you, I don't, I don't know what does. Doesn't that happen with baseball players though? Don't they just like get a velocity increase right before the elbow is getting ready to go? You know what? Playing second base, I have the, you know, if you ask Vinny about my arm strength, I'm surprised he hasn't made fun of me before <laughs> yet on the show. Uh, there is a reason why I play second base and it's because I don't throw the ball very hard. So, Luckily, uh, the one bright side of not, not having a very good arm is I've never really dealt with any arm issues because uh, I just don't throw it hard enough. So uh, <laughs> my UCL has been intact. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see what happens there. Again, I think that's a pretty good team even without him. But, uh, you know, that, I think they're Super Bowl. The Chiefs fans I don't think would hate to – to see Josh Allen go on the sidelines for a bit. Do you think there's anything we need to know about Vinny before you're done filling in for him that way? Cause if he's already hiding the fact that he's not mm-hmm. making fun of you for the arm stuff, there might be something he's hiding from us that we need to know about our NFL insider. Oof. Um, you know, I, I'm, if I'm going to be on next week, I might have to dig up some dirt. Okay. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but no, there's definitely some stuff under you know in the closet about Vinny that that I will make sure to to go back through and and uh, bring out next week on the show if I'm back. Okay, yeah, well, definitely, we're definitely going to have you back next week, so we'll we'll be waiting for that. Real quick though, you mentioned the fantasy football league you're doing with some of the the AAA guys, but are you also in the one with Vinny and, and some of the guys that are in, in the big leagues as well? Was that the league you you were talking about? Um, no, I'm not. So that was. Um, you know, I actually, that, that's a funny story. I got, uh, I won't name the price, but the buy-in was a bit steep. <laughs> uh, just, you know, I, I, Doge is the leader of that league. And, uh, 
they were looking for another guy at the very end. He's like, hey, Matt, why don't you get in? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, like, I'll join. I love fantasy football. And, and I got all the way through all that stuff. And then we get to the, the payment part. And he's like, hey, just, you know, pay me this amount. And uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, as a rookie, at about a week <laughs> in the big leagues, uh, I, I didn't quite have the savings to, to jump in that league. And, and they did, you know, say, well, what if you win? And then O'Hearn told me that he's just been gladly donating to the league for the last, like, you know, four or five years. So uh, maybe next year I'll donate to the league when, yeah, uh, yeah. when I have a, a bit more to my name. You got to at least hit that. That first check's got to have the direct deposit first. You know, the first big league check anyway. Yeah. Well, Doge told me, he's like, you know, the price. He's like, well, hey, think about this. You know, this is what you make per game. By the time you head out there in the top of the fifth inning, you'll have paid for your fantasy football. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, man. Maybe for you. but <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Michael, appreciate you calling in, man. And, yeah, we'll have you on next week, and, and we'll, we'll see what kind of dirt you can dig up on Vinny. Oh, this, this is going to be a fun week for me to go back because there's a lot of it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being back on. Thanks for having me, guys. So that was our earlier conversation with Michael Massey of the Kansas City Royals, as you've picked up there. He's filling in for Vinny Pasquantino while he's overseas. And next week should be fun because I, I, I expect he, he will bring expect her. He will expect he will, he will bring something to the table. I fully expect that. And he was also very well prepared. He's he's taken it very seriously. NFL insider. Michael That's Massey. what you like out of, a, you know, like a, it's like a backup quarterback, right? You like to make sure that they're paying attention in the meeting room. That's Never right. know when you might need him. Next man up. <laughs> I like how somehow we convinced Vinny Pasquantino to be our NFL insider, and now we have a second backup Royals player to be our NFL insider. Uh, there's a little bit of NFL news, though, uh, that just came out from Tom Pelosero. The Raiders are releasing former first-round pick safety Jonathan Abram. Raiders moving on from Jonathan Abram. He sucks. That's what well, that would uh, that would be accurate. Uh, he's been a disappointment. <laughs> he's certainly for not been a first-round. You talent. always like soften it occasionally, like he's been a bit of a disappointment. Like no, he sucks. He's bad at football. He should be cut. And he certainly should never have been drafted in the first round. That's that's for sure. Is this the their last three drafts? The number of players well, what's still his remaining name? Leatherwood, on their team? Leatherwood's in Dear Chicago now, God. right? Yeah. So Ian Rapport, uh, piggybacking off of that report, says Vegas shopped him around at the deadline, found no takers. Um, <laughs> now he heads to waivers. Is anyone going to claim him? I don't Who's know what left? his salary situation is. He's a since, safety. Someone might need some depth. Since 2018, do they have a single player that matters? Not in 2018. Max Crosby. There you go. I found the one. Josh Jacobs. Pretty, pretty good one, but yeah. Yeah, they were actually, so, I take it back. That 2019 draft still looks so like here, it's got some viable players. The 28, Every other draft is the mess. The 2018 one. That one's bad. Colton Miller, P.J. Hall, Brandon Parker, Arden but, Key, who's down in Jacksonville now. But to have three first-round picks in the 2019 draft, and only one that is maybe going to be on your team at the end of the year in yeah. Cleveland Farrell. Josh Jacobs is going to be a free agent. You'd be stupid to pay him. Don't pay a running back. And he's been really good this year and disappointing in others. And then Jonathan Abram, who's cut. No, that's good. The final what a word. Mess. Four picks in the first 40 <laughs> selections. They're going to have like one of them left. Oh, that's one way to not be noticed that that general manager is no longer there. Oh yeah, it's, you know uh, what? Actually, that makes sense. Kind of, kind of leads to you usually not keeping your your job. So we'll see. I, I actually think somebody will claim him though. He's got a nothing contract on the waiver. Like someone, I think will claim him. Safety depth. He's not your first. He's not your first round pick. We know how that goes usually in the league. Thanks again to Michael Massey for calling in. We're back at it tomorrow here on Cody and Gold. Up next, it's the drive with C Dot and Rob here on Six Ten.
Fitness Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.